Welcome to the Hustle Sanely podcast, a show where we are breaking up with unhealthy hustle culture and redefining what it means to be productive. I'm your host and new productivity BFF, Jess Massey. Around here, we believe that productivity is so much more than just checking a million things off of a never-ending to-do list. I am obsessed with teaching you how to ditch the feeling of constant overwhelm and cultivate an intentional life by getting your mindset right, getting clear on your vision, and creating a schedule that aligns with your actual priorities. If you want to learn how to live a peacefully productive life, then you're going to want to stick around. Let's go ahead and jump in to today's episode. Hello, Hustle Sanely Squad. Welcome back to the show. Okay, so June is one of those months with five Tuesdays. So that means that today we are doing an Ask Me Anything episode. If you're new around here, hello, welcome. So glad you're here. But anytime a month has five Tuesdays, the last episode is always a Q&A style episode. I do an open call for questions over on my personal Instagram page. So the at Jess M. Massey one. So you can ask ask business questions, life questions, whatever you want. But I got to be honest with you guys right now. I am recording this quite a bit earlier than you're hearing it because in real time right now, okay, so I'm going to just look at my watch and tell you right now it is June 8th when I am sitting my butt in this chair to record this episode. You're hearing this on, please hold, let me pull up a calendar app so I can actually tell you. You're listening to this on June 29th. You know where I am June 29th, God willing? I'm in Hawaii with my husband for a vacation to celebrate all of the awesome things that happened for Hustle Sanely within the last year. So just want to be real with y'all. I'm currently probably sitting on a beach or hiking next to a waterfall. But anyways, before we get into the questions that you guys sent in, I want to remind you that we are currently doing a podcast giveaway here on the show. I'm going to be picking one review that is written before July 13th. So as long as your review is dated before July 13th, you totally have an opportunity to win. But I'm going to give the person who left the review that is chosen a free 30-minute one-on-one coaching call. Y'all, I do not offer one-on-one coaching at this point anymore. I used to back in the day, but I don't anymore. So we can chat about schedule tweaks, your dreams, or anything peaceful productivity related. I think it's going to be fun. So again, I'm going to announce the winner on air on July 13th. So make sure that you get your reviews in before then if you would like to be entered into the giveaway. So I'm actually not going to share a review of the week today because I'm going to hold off on sharing reviews until July 13th because I don't want to read any and then not be able to choose that one as the winner. You know what I'm saying? So just trying to be fair. So uh, that is the situation on that, which means that we're just going to get right into the questions. So I got a lot more than I usually do when I ask for questions. So I'm not going to be able to answer them all. But I did pull 15, so we're going to try our very best to get through all 15 of them. Um, Let me just say also, I hope 
like really I hope from the bottom of my heart that you guys enjoy Ask Me Anything episodes. I know they're not as educational as the normal episodes on the show, but I don't know. Me personally, I love when podcast hosts of shows that I listen to regularly kind of sprinkle in a few Q&As. Maybe it's because I'm nosy, but who knows? I feel like you guys are my people and you'll get that. So I feel like I educate you on episodes one through three of the month. Episode four, we bring in someone for an interview to give you productivity from another perspective. So then on those couple of months throughout the year where there is a fifth Tuesday, I'm like, you know what? Let's lighten it up. Let's keep it casual. Let's have a little bit of fun. So let's do this. I am not going to read the names of the people who submitted these questions because I did not ask for permission to do that. And I don't want to embarrass anybody on air, but I am super impressed with the questions that y'all asked this time. Normally when we do this, I get the same questions over and over and over, which is fine. But there were some questions in here that I've never gotten before and I am pumped to jump in. So let's go ahead and get into the questions. All right, so I have all these questions in front of me, but I have not given them one second of thought. So I'm kind of talking off the cusp here, which is not very normal for the podcast. Um, For my solo episodes, I always have a script, if you didn't know. So sorry to burst your bubble if you think that I just rattle this stuff off from my brain. I mean, it does come from my brain, but I organize it on a Google Doc first. But we're not doing that today. I'm just reading these questions right off my phone. So the first one is is love your longtime dedication to fitness. What spurred you to start in the first place? Okay, so if you didn't know, I actually used to be a certified personal trainer. Um, I was certified through NASM, the National Academy of Sports Medicine, and it was the first thing that I did after I graduated college the first time. I want to say I was 23 maybe 24, but I'm pretty sure it was 23. Yeah, I was 23 because I got married when I was 24. So I got certified as a personal trainer when I was 23. I'm currently 31. I worked as a personal trainer from 23 to 26 and I absolutely loved it. But what spurred me to get started with my fitness journey? Okay, it's kind of an intense story and it might trigger some people, but I'm just going to tell you how it is. So when I was in high school, I was not a, a, a fit child. I would say I'm a pretty fit individual now, but I like I wasn't I'm not naturally fit. Like I have to work to have the kind of physique that I have. And when I was in high school, my uh, freshman year. Yeah, my freshman year. I was a little on the chubbier side, just to be quite frank. And my dad, I love him to death. My dad is six foot four and he's a heavy guy. And he knows that. And he's struggled with his weight his whole entire life. And he came to me and he was like, Jess, I love you. But if you don't get your health under control, you're going to end up like me. And in the moment, I was very upset. Uh, My feelings were very hurt, but I took what he said to heart. And that is when I started taking my health and fitness more seriously, well, serious at all, because before that, I didn't care about anything. Um, So in the moment, it was a little hurtful. Um, He did it out of love, though, and he wasn't mean about it. But I'm so glad we always joke now. He's like, you're so you're the healthiest person in the family. And uh, it's because of me. So you're welcome. So we we joke about it now. But that is honestly what spurred 
that was like the catalyst to me kind of taking my my health seriously, both fitness and nutrition. So that is what spurred it. And I was, like I said, it was probably the end of my freshman year when I started like kind of dabbling in health and fitness. So how old are you? The end of your freshman year? I don't know, like 15 15 years old, maybe. So fitness has been a big part of my life for a long time, thanks to my dad. So that's the first question. Question number two, this one is a little juicy, I feel like. So the question, it just says, what's your opinion on MLM as a career path? Now, if you don't know what MLM stands for, it's multi-level marketing, and it's basically network marketing. So if you do um, businesses like Young Living, for example, I have a Young Living business, and and that is an MLM. What are some other ones? Beachbody. Um, I think Beauty Counter might even be one. So it's like those kinds of things. So my opinion on MLM as a career path is if you want to pursue MLM, as your career path, you go right ahead. Like that is my opinion. Obviously, I am not against them because I am a part of one. I just think as long as you're being genuine and you're not being gross about it, like you actually use and like the products that you're backing. Um, And another like thought that comes to my mind, again, I'm like going off script here. I don't have answers prepared. I personally, and I know so many, I would say I can count on two hands at least how many people I know that are either in Beachbody or Young Living. Those are the two that I'm the most familiar with that they make like multiple six figures a year from their MLM business. That's not the case that I'm in just because I pour more of my energy into Hustle Sanely than my MLM business. Um, But my personal opinion is I would always, I wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket. So if MLM is like your dream and your goal, like go for it, girl, like you do it, but also like know that you don't own that company, like it's not yours. Um, So I would always just say to kind of like find other sources of income to kind of weave into your life. But I mean... I don't know. That's just my opinion. I'm not a financial advisor. I am not an MLM professional, but I think as long as you're being genuine and you feel good about how you're operating your MLM business, then why not? Like go for it, right? Um, So that is that question. Question number three, I love this question because I feel like people have a preconceived idea to the answer already. So let me give you the question. It says true or false, startup businesses don't profit the first several years they exist. Okay. From my personal experience, false. So I started Hustle Sanely in September 2018, August or September. I can't remember exactly. I think September. And then I dropped out of grad school to take Hustle Sanely full time in January 2019. So what is it? September, October, November, December, like four months later, Because I was already turning quite a big profit. I was making five figures a month from Hustle Sanely, like kind of right out of the gate, which is such a blessing. And I'm so incredibly thankful. And I know that doesn't happen for everybody. I really do think it depends on the type of business that you have. So when I started Hustle Sanely, I didn't have any physical products. Everything that I was selling was digital, which means that I didn't have a lot of overhead. First of all, I didn't have like office, space to pay for, employees to pay. Like it was just me and my digital planners, right? So uh, it was really, it was a lot easier to turn a profit 
right away because I didn't have a lot of overhead. So again, that's just my story. And I think it depends on the type of business you're running. I think it depends on how you're running your business. And what I mean by that is your mindset about your business. Like I knew that the products that I was creating were helping people. And I'm, I still believe that. And I'm very passionate about the work that I do. And I do a lot of mindset work. This is why I take morning routines so seriously is because my morning routine sets my mind right for the day. And I'm speaking positive words of affirmation over myself and over the work that I'm doing every single day for my lunch break. I would say not every single day, probably like three, four days a week during the work week. I go outside for a part of my lunch break and and I just walk around in my backyard in the sunshine and I just pray over my business. I give thanks to God for my business and I just pray for favor, abundance, provision. So I don't know, man. That is my – obviously, there are businesses where you're not going to turn a profit the first several years if you have a lot of overhead or whatever, but it is totally possible to start a business and turn a profit pretty dang quickly, especially if it's an online business. So that is that. Question number four is, do you and Adam ever see yourselves moving somewhere new? All right, here's the deal. I would love to live in the mountains. Anytime we go on vacation, we always, not always, but almost always go somewhere where there are mountains and we go hiking because we live in Florida, if you didn't know, and it is flat and hot here. And so I just love being around the mountains. It's when I feel just like I feel super grounded and just super present when I'm in the mountains. But anytime that I bring up moving to the mountains, Adam is like, hey, babe, you've actually never seen snow in your life. So maybe we should visit somewhere that it snows before you like are ready to pack up and move somewhere and live where it snows. And I'm like, "Mm, you're probably right. So And also all of our friends and all of our family are here in Florida. Adam and I were both born and raised here and we just have really deep roots here in Florida. I'm not in love with Florida, but I'm in love with the life that we've created in Florida, if that makes sense. So I, what I foresee for us is having um, homes in multiple locations. So I don't think we will ever not have a home in Florida. I think we will always have some sort of living space here in Florida. And then I think we'll have like a vacation home or something in Colorado or somewhere where there's mountains that we like put on Airbnb or, you know, something like that. If Airbnb is still a thing when we do that, I don't know. Um, But I think we'll always have roots in Florida, but I do think that we'll live somewhere else part-time if that makes sense. So I don't know. We'll see, right? So question number five. This is also such a beautiful question. What are some examples of how you can serve others? So this reminds me of, if you know Hustle Sanely, our daily action steps to help us hustle sanely. We call them HS5 or Hustle Sanely 5. And the fifth one is say or do one kind thing for someone else. And I think when we hear that, we think we have to do these big grand gestures. But my heart behind that being a part of HS5 is just so that you're kind of checking in every day and making sure that you're looking out and not just looking in, that you're looking at other people and just kind of seeing them and seeing where they're at. So I think the best way to serve someone practically is to meet them right where they're at. So maybe it depends on obviously the person and like what they're going through, but maybe if you have a friend who just had a baby, you could serve her by bringing her dinner without her having to ask. Or maybe you can go over and help her clean 
cleaning her house without her having to ask. Or maybe like Adam and I, for example, every Tuesday, we have Taco Tuesday at our house and we have a big group of friends come over and Adam cooks everybody dinner. It's just a way for us to get all of our friends together and serve them and just create community and build community. So I think the best way to serve people is just by getting super practical and seeing where the needs are and meeting the needs. That's the best way that I think you can serve people. Taking an intentional moment to actually pause and check in with people, I feel like is so powerful and it's kind of a lost art almost because we're going, going, going all day long. And then at the end of the day, we lay down and we're like, oh my gosh, like I have not talk to anyone or like ask anybody how they're doing or ask myself how I'm doing. So I think that if you're like, okay, I get it. Like I need to meet the needs, but how do I figure out what the needs are? Ask, check in with a friend, call them, text them, FaceTime them, email them, whatever you got to do and just say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Is How can I pray for you? Or is there anything that you need mentally, spiritually, emotionally that I can help you with? Like ask what the needs are and then meet the needs. And I feel like and we complicate it, but it's really that simple sometimes. So that is that one. Question number six, what would you do differently in grad school to hustle sanely? This question is so hard. I don't, I can't think of anything that I would do differently. I would just, I mean, obviously start it sooner because I just, it took off and I found my true passion through Hustle Sanely, but I honestly wouldn't do anything differently at this point, I'm sure in the future, as Hustle Sanely grows and it evolves, I'm like, oh, dang, I probably should have done this differently or that differently. But as of right now, I really am just enjoying the journey and I'm taking it one step at a time. Coming from someone who is super type A and a planner, I like to have a game plan. I like to know what I'm working toward. I'm really learning to just pause where I'm at and just savor the step that I'm in and then just think about the next right step. I shared the book, The Next Right Thing by Emily P. Freeman with y'all. And that book just really helped me to recognize like I can take one step at a time and focus on each individual step and not have to be focused on step number 25 when I'm on step two, you know? Um, I think there's a lot of power in having a vision for your life, but I don't think that we need to put pressure on ourselves to have the entire vision kind of figured out step by step. So I know that's kind of a boring answer, like, oh, I wouldn't change anything, but it's the truth. I wouldn't change anything other than starting it sooner because of how much I love what I'm doing. Um, And then this kind of goes into the next Next question really perfectly. Uh, question seven, what's your vision for Hustle Sanely? So my big vision, when I think Hustle Sanely and vision, I think of the word community. I would love to in a few years have like in-person events where we're just doing like the BFF coaching calls in person and just having like weekend retreats. That's more kind of like what I view it as not like conferences, never say never, but I don't know. I just, that's not on my heart to host like big conferences or anything. Like I don't, it's not a desire of mine to be like a speaker, but my vision is to have like little hustle sanely community retreats all around the United States. I think that would be so incredibly cool. The community is definitely the heart of the vision of hustle sanely. And then on a practical level, like products and stuff, I want to continue having the journal and the planner, the peacefully productive planner and the peacefully productive journal. Those are two like very prime products that I want to continue to develop and grow as hustle sanely grows. And then 
courses. I'm super passionate about educating and I'm super passionate about learning as well. And I just think that the courses are a good way for me to kind of teach you guys what I'm learning in a very digestible way. And uh, the BFF membership, I tell the Hustle Sanely BFFs all the time, the BFF membership is like my long game for Hustle Sanely. And that using the BFF membership, that's kind of how I want to do those like retreats that I was talking about. I want those to be exclusive to the Hustle Sanely BFF community because we've already cultivated such a tight-knit bond inside the BFF membership. Even as the community grows, we're at over 200 members. And every time someone new comes in and they introduce themselves, like it's just so awesome to see them welcomed by the other BFFs and people just really getting invested in one another's lives and stories. And so, yeah, that is my kind of my vision for Hustle Sanely is just growing the community. So growing the BFF membership. So that way we can actually use that to kind of be a launching pad for in-person events like around the country. I think that'd be so bomb, you guys. And then obviously, like I said, the products, keeping the planners and the journals going. And I do want to write a book. I feel very strongly that that is not the season for like, it's not my season to write a book right now, but it's always been a dream of mine to be an author. So I know that was a lot and it was a little bit scattered, but that is my vision for Hustle Sanely. All right. Question eight is a fun one. It says anything new that you would like to learn. So a hobby, a sport, a language, etc. I feel like I have plenty of hobbies right now. I'm always open to learning, obviously, um, like learning and growing. But I my husband and I just started playing pickleball, which is a sport that's kind of like big ping pong mixed with tennis, if I had to describe it. And we just started playing like a month and a half ago and it is so much fun. So that is still a pretty new hobby that I'm very invested in. And then we also just spend a lot of time outside. So I'm always down to like add new outdoor hobbies and activities to like our list of things that we like to do. Like we love paddle boarding. We rollerblade a little bit. We go biking pretty often. Anytime we go on vacation, we always plan our vacation around hikes because we love hiking. So anything outdoorsy, I would say, ooh, something new that I would like to learn how to camp. I don't really go camping a lot. I think I've gone like two or three times my whole life, but I would love to learn how to camp like outside, like in a tent, not like in an RV or something. So I think that'd be fun. And then I also think that it'd be fun to brush up on French. I've mentioned this before. Adam and I met in high school French class and I took French one, two, and three in high school. I think I remember maybe five words, probably because I was too busy being enamored with my high school crush, aka my husband. But I think that it would be really rewarding to, as an adult, learn the language and actually be able to speak it. I can read French a little bit, but speaking it, absolutely not. So that would be something that I would like to learn. Question number nine is a fun question too. I keep saying that, but they're all fun questions. Okay. Okay. So the question is, where did you get your dog's names? We have two dogs. If you didn't know, we have Buck and Harley. We've had both of them since they were little puppies. Adam actually picked both of them out, like the actual dogs. Buck was a total surprise. And so was Harley. Harley was a birthday present for me many many years ago. Let me see. How old are Buck and Harley? Buck is nine and Harley is seven. 
So they're getting up there. They're like senior dogs. You wouldn't know it because Harley is still so wild. But Buck's name actually came from my father-in-law. He named Buck Adam and my father-in-law go hunting together a lot. Um, and a male deer is called a buck, if you didn't know. So I'm going to assume that's where he got the name. And then I named Harley. And I have absolutely no idea why I chose that name. When Adam surprised me with him for my birthday, I was I looked at him and I was like, you're a Harley. You look like a Harley. So there's really no fun story behind that name. It's just what came to me whenever I saw him. And then the next question, question 10, what is your biggest pet peeve? I'm going to give you a two. So the first one, this is so aggravating to me. When people honk at you when the light has been green for a nanosecond. I am just like, bruh, I'm probably sneezing. Give me like that in my mind. I'm like, okay, count to at least three because think about it. If you sneeze, achoo, your eyes are closed. Give you one, two, three. That gives you a second to recover and then you're on the road. Okay. I get so annoyed when people beep at you when the light, seriously, it like turns green and then they beep immediately. I'm like, give a person a chance to catch their breath. Okay. Okay. So that is one. And then another one, this one is kind of silly, but it's true. When people step on my heels, like when people clip my heels. It's not so much a pet peeve, but it just like it sends shivers up my spine. I cannot stand when people clip my heels. I don't know. Like it makes me so uncomfortable. So those are two kind of weird pet peeves. And then question number 11. Okay. Two people actually asked some version of this question. If I have tips for making friends as an adult. My biggest tip is to get yourself involved in recurring activities. So uh, what I mean by that, like go to a gym that you know you're going to be going to every single week, maybe that has group fitness classes so that you're kind of establishing rapport with people week after week. Get involved in a book club that meets once a month. Get involved in a church group that meets biweekly. Get involved at like a rec center. Like depending on what your hobbies are, I would say just find like a recurring activity and get yourself plugged into that activity. That is my biggest tip for making friends as an adult. And then use your friends to make friends. That's how I've made quite a few of my adult friends is by meeting my friends' friends. So like intermingling friend groups. I don't know. Those are my two best tips for how to make friends as an adult. Question number 12 is about focus three and it says focus three. Does it mean the only three tasks you do that day or the three most important? This hurts my heart a little bit because I feel like I failed y'all if you don't know the answer to this because I should be explaining it better, but it is the second one. So your three most important tasks of the day. If you go to jessicamassey.com and then you click start, there's a whole thing all about HS5, the five keys, focus three. I have a whole podcast episode on focus three. I feel like I talk about it all the time here on the show and on my stories, Um, but it is your focus three are the three most important tasks that you want to get done that day. So the tasks that you want to give your best time and your best energy to. And then after that, of course, you have other tasks that you want to do. But those are your three like needle mover, biggest, most important tasks for the day. And they're going to look different every single day. So that is question 12. Number 13. This question makes my heart happy. What's been the most rewarding part of owning Hustle Sanely? Gosh, this is hard because I feel like there's been so many rewarding parts. 
The first thing is you guys, the Hustle Sanely squad. My husband and I talk about y'all all the time, like the Hustle Sanely squad. Y'all are a big deal in the Massey household. So just getting to build relationships with you guys and knowing that the stuff that I'm teaching is making an impact on your lives. It's so humbling to me. It brings me to tears. You cannot see me right now, but I'm getting a little watery um, just because I don't take it lightly. I am so grateful that... God chose me to steward hustle sanely. And I just, I don't take it lightly. It's a very big deal to me. Um, And then the other thing is the other most rewarding part is in the beginning of our marriage. So Adam and I got married when I was 24. I'm now 31. I was all over the place. I did not know what I wanted to do. I think I changed jobs maybe like four times at the beginning of our marriage. I went back to college for SLP. Like I was just kind of all over the place. So Adam was always our financial consistency. Like he made the nine to five paycheck and he was just consistent and he provided for our family. And because of uh, Hustle Sanely, We're now moving into a space where he's going to be able to quit his nine to five and pursue something that he wants to pursue. And it's just a really, really um, humbling full circle moment to know that because he supported my dream, now my dream gets to support his dream. It's just a really beautiful thing. So that's also been super rewarding. So question number 14, if you had a day to yourself, what would you do? Dang, this is hard because I feel like I kind of get to do what I want every day because I'm working my dream job. But I would say if I got to do anything, I would probably sleep in until like seven. Then I would get up and go get a coffee at my favorite coffee shop and I would go on a hike. That is something that I wish I could do every morning. Not every morning, but you know what I'm saying. But I'm not able to because we don't have mountains here in Florida. But I would love to wake up, go on a hike, and then at the end of the hike, go sit by a body of water with my journal and my Bible and just pray and meditate and just spend time with Jesus. And then in the middle of the day, I would just like to go do something active. So maybe play pickleball with some friends and then have a nice dinner with Adam. I'm a simple gal, y'all. I I am not about the bells and the whistles and the frills. I love experiences. I love just being with my people. So after dinner with Adam, I think wrapping the whole day up by getting a couple's massage and then just watching a movie on our back deck. We sometimes will have like a projector out there with like a movie situation. We did it for the Super Bowl last and I think it would be really cool to do um, like an outdoor movie under the stars. That would be the perfect day to me, honestly. And I feel like that's very within my reach. I mean, I can't hike hike, but I can go on like a nice walk, you know? Uh, So that is what I would do if I had a day to myself, which now that I'm reading it, I'm like, wait, that's not a day to myself. But I feel like the morning is to myself and then I would want to be with my people. So question number 15 and the last one, what do you wish someone would ask? This is such a funny question and it's such a good question. What do I wish someone would ask? Dang, I think the first thing that comes to mind, what's it like to share your personal life on Instagram as a business owner? I feel like the way that Hustle Sanely is kind of structured is it's part lifestyle brand and that like personal brand and then part 
business, like products and services. And it's just like a very kind of intricate dance to find a way that's good for like my mental health and for business to share just like a combination of the two. So I'm not going to answer that question, but maybe I'll do a whole episode on that one day because I feel like I could talk about that for a minute. Um, So I think that that would be the question that I wish that someone would ask because people think that Instagram is just this super simple like, yeah, you just take a picture and you post it. But there's a lot that goes into doing Instagram when it's like a big part of your business. So I think, yeah, that would be the question that I would say that I wish someone would ask. So that's all that I've got for y'all today. I hope this is fun and I do hope that you were able to pull something valuable to take away. I love y'all so much. I'm so grateful for this community. I will talk to you next week and I hope you have the best day ever. I so appreciate you tuning in to today's show. I hope that it blessed you right where you're at. If you did enjoy it, take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your Instagram story along with your biggest takeaway. Make sure you tag me at Jess M. Massey so I can see it and share it on my story too. Your feedback is such an encouragement to me and it helps the show more than you will ever know. If you want more Hustle Sanely in your life, head on over to jessicamassey.com. It's actually my favorite place to hang out online. I'll meet you right back here next week. And until then, keep hustling sanely.